it was a good conversation, you know, especially from my last night escapades. But again, I turned something that I would deem as negative into something that is positive. Let's take Monique. Mm, y'all hear what I say. Let's take Monique for your mother and your brother. We're going to hear from Eric and Devontae. It's strange times and these are strange days And it's strange people living strange ways So expect, let's take Monique Welcome back to Let's Take Monique I'm Devante And this is Eric And today Eric has something that he wants to go over with us Something interesting that happened to him last night actually Eric Take over, buddy. Why is it uh, interesting things happening to me? My life has been <laughs> been a fucking roller coaster. So again, this is a good example of what happens when uh, you don't have stability in your life. You know, I think I'm pretty much a textbook of of a guy that's like you know out here pretending to be uh, Genghis Khan. And again, once once you pop the top, it, it's very hard to stop. So what he's referring to is I was reached out to last night by an old friend who we had met online. Actually, we did talk about this last night. She said it was 2021. Hey, you want to hang out? Essentially, you know, code word for hooking up today. And I was like, eh, like I'm kind of working on myself. Like, I don't know. She's like, well, you know, I am available. And obviously any man that's listening to this right now is like, oh, a girl is just asking for casual sex. Um, Yeah, very hard to say no to that. So I told her to come over and I was like, well, I'll see what happens. And I'm being very sincere right here. I was like, you can come over. I mean, I knew deep down like what was going to happen. But yeah, long story short. So she comes over, we start hooking up and uh, I actually stop like halfway through or fucking whatever amount there. I, you know, I uh, just stopped and I was like, I can't do this. Like just no nut, nothing just stopped and. I think she thought something was wrong with me. She's like, what the fuck? Like, are you okay? And again, remember how we perceive sex is very different for a man and woman. And obviously men listening to this, you're just like, holy shit, just stopped. I think, uh, I don't know, Devante, is that pretty crazy to think about? That's extremely crazy. But also, <laughs> this is going to be my first time hearing this full story too. So I'm right there with all those years <laughs> of hearing this for the first time as well. Yeah, I've never... You know, I've done it before because I've had these conscious thoughts come up of like, wow, I literally can feel the dopamine basically from my limbic system into my frontal cortex building up while I'm doing it, while I simultaneously don't care on a deeper level about the person I'm having sex with. And, you know, that's really what our culture has created. And, you know, I'm I became aware of this probably two years ago, but it's such a powerful drug. I mean, it's been a roller coaster. Sometimes I'm able to go without it. Sometimes I can't. If a girl hits me up, it's hard to say no. I mean, any straight man with a sex drive that's listening to this knows it's like if a girl's offering you that free, no consequence, no dates, no nothing, hard thing to turn down. Now, I granted, I get that only a small percentage of men are getting these these offers. It's not every man. So anyways, so I, I stopped, told her, this is what I'm feeling. Like, I'm really trying to turn over this new leaf. I need to stop and I can't finish because then I'm going to reward my brain, the dopamine circuit with oxytocin, which is essentially that kind of relaxation feeling for all the men listening or women listening. This is what it's like when a man orgasms, you get a ton of oxytocin. And that essentially is a relaxation feeling in the body. So I kind of wrote it and I literally just was riding the edge and I was like, 
can we just talk about how we met and everything that's kind of transpired in our lives the last two years? Because I don't even remember which dating app I met her on. I was like, especially two years ago, I've kind of cycled through a few of them, just shits and gigs. You know, it's right at your fingertips now. And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, We met on actually Facebook dating. And I was like, I didn't even, I forgot that was even a thing. I mean, that's how many of these fucking things I've used. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, so I asked her, I'm like, well, it's been a year since we've hooked up. Have you hooked up with anyone else? She hasn't. (laughs) And I've asked if she's used online dating apps and she said she's really limited it. So she'll get on, get the attention essentially from men and then delete it. Could be Bumble, could be Facebook dating, could be Tinder. And then, then I asked her, so since the year it's been since we've hooked up, have you been asked out in person? She said one guy, I think at the gym she works out at, um, asked her out, but she wasn't into him, you know, again. And so I was like, well, well, why weren't you into him? He's like, yeah, he was too short and not attractive and just not well-spoken. I'm like, okay, that's fair. So I was like, okay, so what have you you been doing? She's like, well, I've just been focused on myself, going to the gym, you know, focused on my career. Um, She's a teacher and it's like, okay, that's awesome. Uh, By the way, this girl's, I'm not going to obviously disclose her name, but she's 27, um, very kind, educated. And so I was like, okay, so are you using any dating apps now? And she said, no. So last night now mean like remember this entire time i'm riding this edge where i'm just like everything in my body is just like beat that ass up like go beat that ass and it's like nope not gonna do that i was like i want to focus all of my energy on creating like i want to make all of my experience with people not transactional and i would argue sex is one of the most base transactional things there is in today's society when in reality as stimulating as it is, it is literally your body saying you're making a child with this person. Remember that for all you hookup people out there. Doesn't matter. You still cognitively think you are making a child. And so again, I was just like, all right, I'm riding this edge. Like, fuck it. Let's, I just want to put all this energy into, I want to see what it's like from a girl, like just starting a dating app and then seeing the response. So she downloaded or like had Facebook, like did a Facebook dating app. It was really easy, you know, made a profile, put some pictures on all these things. And while, while she was doing that, I was simultaneously asking her questions of, okay, well, what, when was the first time you used a dating app? She was in a long-term relationship till 25. Cause it would have been 2021. Yeah. 25. And then it was, she broke up with her boyfriend. I forgot why it ended, but she, Literally, you know, again, these apps were around. I think she met her boyfriend in person. They went to college together or something like that. The relationship ended and um, she was free. So it was literally one month later. She's like curious, you know, what's what are these dating apps all about? She'd never used them before. I do remember that. And she downloaded, I think, Facebook dating and Tinder. And obviously we met on Facebook dating. And I asked her because I was the first person she had been with since her ex. I think she had been with like two other guys before, like longer term relationships and then me. And I was like, well, how much stim, like how many likes did you get? And she said, well, by the first day I had like 99 plus likes or whatever. And I was like, okay, so 99 men, why did you select me? And she's like, well, you look the best. It was just pictures of you. You had friends, you were doing fun outdoor Colorado activities. You know, I really designed my profile to be very attractive to women. And, um, so it was very visual. Um, she told me that. And then I asked her, I'm like, okay, 
was your intention when you get on as a girl was your what was your intention she's like i was really open to any everything but i really wanted the attention and validation so mm-hmm. i was single and i just wanted it was much more for attention than it was to actually meet someone obviously myself was able to break through the clutter where she made an exception for me and actually slept with me as yeah <laughs> did you ask her like how many of those guys would hit her up and how many she would actually respond to i never asked her as like a percentage but i know it's it's a it was a it's a small percentage actually mm-hmm. you know so i oh no no i did ask her so this these are all notes i took I asked her of of those profiles, what percentage of men did you find attractive? And she lied to me at first, and she said forty percent. And I said bullshit. Women do not swipe forty percent on dating apps. What is the real answer? And she literally like kind of looked down and then said, "Okay, it was like eight to ten percent, maybe of that. We'll just call it a hundred men." And then I said, "Of those eight to ten that you even found attractive, then obviously the dialogue and and how someone spoke." allow you know it was me that you hooked up with so it was one of 100 and she's like yeah but you broke through the wall of being physically appealing on top of what you said in the conversation and again this is all over text we never even talked i don't think we talked on the phone she just came over and hooked up with me which i have done countless times as you know people know me yeah I've, I've done anyways um so again saying she got the she enjoyed getting a lot of the intention online um, obviously was extremely picky. So, uh, you know, this whole time she's downloading or she's building her profile and, uh, you know, immediately she starts getting likes and I start timing it. So since she started 10 minutes in, she had like 12 likes or whatever. So then we started going through each man that liked her because on Facebook dating, it allows you to see the man that likes you. And then you can swipe right or left on him, right as you like him, left as you don't like him. So, and I just started writing down the men that were on there so uh the first guy the first one on the profile just an average looking 23 year old just found him unattractive swiped left the second guy 36 had kids didn't find him very attractive but he looked like a good dad she actually swiped right on him Hmm. so the second guy she swiped right on um yep and then third guy uh, 30 years old, all selfies. Uh, he was short, only 5'7". Said he was looking for something just casual, immediate left swipe. Uh, next guy, number four, 25. It, it was a fake age. The guy clearly was in his 40s, said he was 25. And uh, obviously, immediate left swipe. The next guy, now this is all within 10 minutes, remember everyone. Uh, next guy, 30. Uh, no real images, images of like waterfalls and like vague images of him not attractive just immediately left swipe uh next guy 39 again he was like five five maybe on his profile too short left swipe didn't even give him a chance next guy 30 was 32 six four but not attractive to her that's ugly didn't find him attractive left swipe next guy 28 uh six feet tall um again this is number nine ugly left swipe and i went to 10 just for experimental reasons and then the 10th guy 32 5 8 so kind of she said i'm you know, like shorter end, yeah mm-hmm. but like just again just unattractive just immediately left swipe so she's of the one. the first 10 one guy 
and he was a dad. And, and he was, was a dad only only because of the kids. She did not find him attractive, but wow. he seemed like a good dad. So she's like, I would give him a chance. But in reality, she wouldn't give him the time of day. Probably they would meet not. in person, and yeah. she'd be like, Oh no, this isn't right. Yeah. Left swipe in person. Mm-hmm. Next. Yep. Wow. That was all within ten minutes, and there was more. It was. 14. Actually, by the morning, I asked her how many she had. I think it was 40 by, no, by the time she got home, it was 40 likes. And by the morning, it was like 80. So So it's interesting that she swiped left on on the couple dudes who were just too short. Five, five, Mm -hmm. um, five, seven. Seven, Mm -hmm. Swiped left immediately. The dude that was six, four. Mm -hmm. Still swipe left. Like it was like, oh, intriguing. You could tell it was like, oh, yeah, six, yeah, yeah. four, but then like just did not find him attractive. Cutthroat. I mean, it was like cutthroat watching it happen. So did you ask her like what she actually wanted? So, you know, I, I realized this was a, this was a more of a thought experiment. Ironically, I did talk to her today. She is still using it. She has a date set up this Saturday with a oh, guy. Oh, I think anybody let's be honest okay if a man was getting the amount of likes a woman was getting do you think we would stop swiping you think we would stop using oh it? fuck not a fucking i mean I'm, I'm a pretty good example yeah not a of fucking a man chance. that hasn't stopped swiping for 10 years so i mean i don't i think it's i think it's bad for all of us that she is still using it but i completely understand why she would still be using it so yeah did did she say what she was actually like looking for Kind of the same spot she was in when she had met me too. Now, again, she's been single for two years now and has hooked up with me and one other guy offline, I think in between the time, but uh, between 22 and now she's just been focusing kind of on herself, but again, more not staying off the apps, which obviously is kind of what I recommend for people, Um, you know, focusing on her fitness, on her mental health, uh, her work, finances. And I was like, good, that's awesome. That's what I really wanted to hear. But obviously, you know, finding out that I'm single. I mean, I think just reaching out to me randomly, knowing I'm single, was willing to make an exception to the rule for me in that it's like ultimately she is still pining for one man, even though it's been a year, you know, even though it was like literally I remember when she came over the first time in 21, I was like, yo, this is just sex. I mean, I say that to all the girls. I'm like, yo, this is just recreation. Like, you know, we can get to know each other or whatever, but I'm I'm just going to have like basically what you see in porn well we can make that happen here and so she uh, said how stimulating it was because she wasn't on the dating apps prior to this breakup that she had at 25 mm, right yeah so did she tell you and admit to you how stimulating it was to be on that oh yeah she literally yeah attention the uh you know it was really attention it was just like that Mm -hmm. is you know i would i would imagine for a female the getting pursued by many men being desired by many men with obviously where these men don't have to actually look at you in the eyes and face rejection is very stimulating. Cause then all of a sudden you think hundreds of or thousands of men really like you because again, they don't have to come up to you, look you in the eye, gets told, no, have to get your number. Does she, un- did you ask her after all of this, let's say she actually meets a man. Okay. Mm-hmm. That she actually wants. Did you ask her if she meets this man you got to settle down for a while. Do you think you'll actually be able to be faithful to this man knowing what is out there searching for you? Yeah. I mean, she said if, if she met somebody she really liked, I mean, she, I mean, it sounds like she's open to everything. And this is what I I hear from most girls is hookups to a very serious relationship. Mm -hmm. 
but again they'll you know again they they hook up with the guys they want to be in a very serious relationship with normally these are the top men like you know again you you go back in time and you you can see a, you know again a very small percentage of men actually got to procreate most men didn't procreate through history you know almost all women did at least they got pregnant whether they survived childbirth especially you know a couple thousand years ago was a crapshoot but they got pregnant you know people were fucking there's not 8 billion people on the planet because they weren't fucking <laughs> but I find it was it, a small percentage of men i find it now i don't know her so i can't say anything i've never been inside their brains but I would find it pretty hard, and then maybe this is just me because I'm a man, but I would find it pretty hard to go from getting a thousand likes to getting into a serious relationship, settling down, being with that one person. You could probably do it for six months to a year, I would say, and then realizing, holy shit, I'm with this one person. And then you go back to your mind and start thinking, I used to have all of these men all over me i have options and options and options that dude fucks up one time after that year do you actually stay with him do you have the strength to stay with that person i would almost guarantee it's a no i've talked to most of the girls i've hooked up with almost all of them are still single while dating somebody yeah and um also these are all people i haven't hooked up with these are clients friends women that have been exposed to high levels of stimulation now again not just with technology going to college and because of the sexual revolution we've had the feminist movement sexual revolution you know all fine and dandy but it's like you know cats out of the bag like mm-hmm. a very small percentage of men are actually attractive to mm-hmm. women and again it's not sustainable i mean that's the best point is it's like you could tell talking to her yesterday it's like, yeah, she would settle down with a guy if he checked enough boxes. Successful, handsome, good sex, kind, intelligent. Like you could rattle off a list of things and you're, you know, what I would tell all women is that, well, you realize you're all looking for the same thing. Mm-hmm. If there's a good looking guy that walks into a room, other women are going to notice him. He starts talking and all of a sudden it's like, wow, he's intelligent. He's charismatic. He's He's thoughtful. Every other girl is going to want that same guy. Yeah. The question I would ask you is, and now this is, do you think that every man wants the same type of woman? Absolutely not. No, men men want variety. Our sexual strategies are the opposite of women. Mm -hmm. We want to have as many sexual partners as we can get our hands on from a biological standpoint. Obviously, some men are able to act on it. You know, someone like Dan Brazilian, Brazilian, whatever the hell his name is. Um, or like, you know, celebrities, athletes, rappers. I mean, those guys fucking make me look like, you know, nothing. You know, they have thousands of bodies. You know, mm-hmm. they're literally fucking relentlessly because, you know, they're higher up in the status hierarchy with billions of people in the world and the internet. They're able to connect with women. I mean, I know uh, the Fresh and Fit podcast did an interview with Dan Brazilian. Uh, Bilzerian. Bilzerian. Bilzerian? Dan B. Danby. Danby yeah, will be his whatever. name. <laughs> we, all, we all know who he is. Uh, Instagram playboy. Again, more power to him, you know. But he, he was talking about how most of the women he sleeps with are in relationships. They literally, you know, these are girls in LA, very attractive women that are dating guys and they kick their men. Essentially, they kick their men to the curb and just go sleep with them. One mm. girl was talking about, or he was saying one girl would literally have her boyfriend drive her to his house. 
to hang out. Jesus and it's like, Christ. that's unbelievable to me. Like the fact that a man would be mm. in that position, you would have. And that man I, right there yeah. is not sleeping with multiple other women. No, fuck no, no. No, no, no. That's it. And then he knows that. I mean, again, these are very attractive women. He knows that's it. And he's like, well, I guess I have to share them, but he share her. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't think highly of himself. No, hell no. Because uh, any man who, <laughs> any man who's dropping his girl off to Get go fucked. see yeah. another dude <laughs> does not think highly of himself. Or it's one of his kinks. I know that's a thing, but more than likely, he just doesn't think highly of himself. He doesn't think he's deserving enough. He's like, I'm lucky enough to have this beautiful of a woman. Fuck it. If she fucks other people, who cares? As long as she's mine, she's not yours, dude. And that's, you know, it's funny that a lot of these channels have come up and it's really promoting what I've been doing. I mean, they're just like, well, if you work on your physical health, I do that. I'm personal trainer, mountain bike a lot, take care of myself physically take care of your finances. Definitely on top of that, you know, you do all these things as a man, you become more attractive and then you get, you basically get to reap the rewards of being that man and you get to sleep with a lot of women. Okay. I mean, I guess that is a, you know, it's a view we can have, but then the problem is it's like, okay, so I'm like low on the totem pole of men doing this. So I got, I've slept with a couple hundred women and then, you know, you got guys above me and they've started sleeping with thousands and you got, I guarantee you there's men that are egregious with it that are just laying pipe that we Mm -hmm. can't even imagine and it's like okay to what end though i mean trust me every time i hook up it's not like i feel great about myself i don't even last night i mean i stopped for a reason i knew that as soon as i got that oxytocin hit i'd be like fuck like yeah it's recreational fun but at what cost yeah I'll, i'll sleep like a baby but you know at the end of the day she'll be thinking of me she'll think oh my gosh like yeah that was recreation we're using protection all of these things, but the idea is still that she would get pregnant. Cause I asked her, cause she felt really bad that I didn't come. She was literally like, I literally feel like there's something wrong. Like I've never been with a guy that's just stopped and then mm-hmm. never finished. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously was like almost more disturbed by it. And, and I said, so even like, no matter how I came, like I could be jerking off to porn or just whatever, like ultimately me getting that release as a man is that's your oxytocin. That's when, you know, like your brain is the excited of, ah, like I mm. pleased my mm. man, so to speak, even though I'm not your man, this is a hookup. And I made her really think about that. And she was like, oh shit, like that's, that's what I'm missing. I'm missing my own oxytocin. Like, even if you're a guy that might not be the best in bed if you know you have a girl that respects you and cares about you the fact that you're feeling good is is the release for the girl a lot of times obviously the men that can make a girl climax and and do things feel ways sexually other men can't that's going to be even more stimulating but really it comes down to you know is this man protecting provisioning doing what men used to do and i mean look at my life hell no i'm provisioning for myself making money for me and investing for me, but I'm, and then I'm fucking for recreation. And, you know, I mean, men are men. I mean, I, I look at myself and other, even, you know, whether it's men having sex or polygamous males like myself, you're not protecting or providing for anything. You're just letting yourself wisp away into nothing. I, that's what I would argue. You're not, it's not a challenge at all. You know, in, in, in men's defense, I get it. I mean, shit, we just ate dinner before recording this tonight. And uh, there was two girls sitting across from us, you know, attractive, young, college-age females, probably early 20s. They were literally on their phones the entire time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I could only see one's phone. She must have taken 20 different Snapchat selfies of herself. 
And she was sending them to all, but I was looking at her phone with a bunch of different people. I'm sure a lot of men. And it's like, for okay, sure. Yeah, it was just, you know, her being cute at fuzzies, like drinking margaritas. Well, I didn't tell you this, but there was a, that little thicker girl that was sitting behind us. Like behind her. me. Yeah, like okay. diagonal behind you. Yeah. I was sitting with her man. Uh-huh. And she kept looking over at us the entire I time. I saw that, yeah. The entire time. <laughs> like we kept making eye to- yeah. contact. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, you're with your you're with your dude. Just like stay there. Stop looking over here. Cause she never looked over to the left at all. Cause we were sitting to the right of her. She ne- her head never once turned to the left. Her head stayed on the right. And she kept looking over there. Well, I saw it when we were leaving too, standing in line. Yeah, standing in line. Yep. Him, so. yep. <laughs> But that's again, if you look at the, the, nat- the, the natural kingdom, if you look at the monkeys, the strongest apes in a in an ape tribe, you know, those men would get all of the women, you know. But I mean, again, fair we, enough, we were the only two colored people in there. If we were the only, I mean, again, not trying to stroke her ego, and I don't think we're like some stud muffins. Trust me, I'm not trying to say that at all. But we were probably the better looking men in there, <laughs> especially because we're older too. I mean, I, you know, he's 27, I'm going to be 33. They're younger men. We went to the fuzzies by campus, so there are men in their early 20s that just looked young. Mm. You know, that's not that's not as attractive to most females. And again, I, it's funny. I I didn't notice that girl and the guy she was with. I mean, just from a pure looking standpoint it's yeah she kept looking at us it yeah. was yeah <laughs> which i mean nothing against the guy but like yeah. he he wasn't very fit no he wasn't very tall nothing against him <laughs> but you can tell he really didn't take care of himself that much and i feel like they probably were together for a little bit and she was just kind of over it but it could have been a first date it could have been hell it could have been, been a tinder date it could have been uh who knows i'll take never forget somebody tinder i think the last time i like had a tinder hookup can't even keep track of everything anymore but like last year I'll, well i'll never forget this one girl this is you know i think the last year I've really been of this these thought experiments of you know so i went down to longmont fucking over it was definitely nice that was this summer you know single mom early mid 30s something like that and um i fucking who knows which app it was but you know we met for drinks i was still drinking at the time uh, at a brewery in Longmont and um, she <laughs> you know I, I remember we were like talking there and she kept saying that's like oh like blah 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 like you're you I can't believe you're 32 like you just seem young and I'm like I'm oh, just immature you know <laughs> what, what can I say and she's like oh it's not bad and I'm like yeah and I was like so I was interested I'm like okay um this is the first time I actually ran this experiment was I said so you find me physically attractive and she's like, oh, yeah, very much so. I'm like, you're you would you're going to sleep with me today, basically. And she said, oh, yeah, no, I mean, if you want, like, we can definitely do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, OK, that's crazy. And I, then I said, OK, look around the bar. How many other men here do you find attractive? And it was funny. She like took a step back and like had to think about it. OK, how many men do I find attractive? And she looked around and she said, none, just <laughs> you. <laughs> And she was very sincere. She's just like, yeah, none of these guys are attractive to me. And I'm like, hmm, well, you get, you get that. That's what's happening on a huge scale with the internet. That's why I'm down here having never met you about to fuck you with, again, you know, buying a couple of drinks. Yeah. No other intentions. No other intentions of anything. Mm-hmm. And she was down. She just wanted to eat some edibles, get fucked up, fuck. And we did. And I, and I'll never forget. I mean, this was last summer and I was like, man, this, it just felt wrong. I was like, fuck me. Like. I've just done this so many times. It's like, it just felt so empty. I mean, the last three years of my life, it really just felt empty as shit. So the last three years was, that was the moment. 
like what was the what was the moment where you were like ah oh, man like this isn't fun anymore because there had to be a moment where you were like oh man this is great and then there had to be the next moment where just like fuck this is not great anymore i would say when i crashed my dirt bike in moab in 2020 i mean that so actually that first time so crashed my dirt bike i was with a buddy out there actually it was in grand junction it wasn't even moab then i like kind of was laying there just like damn i could really fucked myself up and then i was like man i'm really hurt and then i thought i'm like i'm fucking 30 years old like i'm not 20 fucking three anymore mm -hmm. I'm 30 years old and it's like, yeah, a lot of fun. I mean, I love dirt mountain biking, dirt biking, being outside, you know, just smashing dopamine levers. But yeah, I was like, what, this is what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. Like, this is like, my purpose is just like having fun. And I really set me back and made me think, you know, I was so sore, you know, the next day my buddy rode and I was like, I'm just gonna chill in the hotel room. Funny thing, story, downloaded Tinder, common theme to my life. I had a girl come to the hotel room within probably like fuck, i mean like three or four hours man she literally showed up just had broken up with her boyfriend pretty common theme mm -hmm. looking to hook up she literally came in like came to my hotel while my buddy was out riding and um you know i didn't i like couldn't believe it i was like so we were like talking and i was talking about like fuck i'm old and my body hurts and all these things and i mean it didn't hurt that bad because i was you know next thing i know we're making out <laughs> fucking she's fucking grabbing my dick and like i'm fucking you know just bricked up because shit I, I think i was drinking too i was like drinking in the hotel room i think i was eating edibles so i was like high drunk this girl's making out with me she was cute like cute girl fucking just yanking on my dick just fucking and i was like i, I think we got naked and i remember like i was just you know it's me i'm i'm a passionate lover I fucking bent that ass over and I'll never forget. I, ne I never fucked her. I literally was like just bricked up, like about to go inside her. And part of it was, I didn't know who she fucking was. I didn't have condoms. Trust me. If I had condoms, I might've done it. I'm not going to be here and just say I'm some hero, but I was like, damn, like that's, I was like, this is not a good idea. Like my rational brain did kick in and mm -hmm. I was like, look, and then I did add her. I did ask her, am I here on birth control? And she's like, no, I'm not. Like, you want to go get condoms? And I'm like, you're about to let me bareback you with it. And I was like, no, like, fuck no. Like, hey. And I was like, you know, zip my pants back up. I'm just like, look, we, we just got to chill. And I think we talked a little bit and then she ended up leaving. This podcast is going to be rated triple X. <laughs> I mean, we have went from, <laughs> we went from helping Wait, people <laughs> straight to Exotica. In a heartbeat. <laughs> well, it's yeah, the story. No, no, no. I get yeah, you. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Open, it's not meant to vulnerable. be. Exactly. Hey, if you're jerking off to this right now, fuck, I guess. Do what you got to do. I mean, everybody's <laughs> got some type of kink. I wonder if somebody's got a kink like that. Just listening to a podcast. Oh, fuck yeah. Just going Thank off you. to it. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine. Oh, there's some dude out there jerking off to the sound of your voice, Devante. Hmm. Interesting. Flattered. Flattered, actually. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> hey, there could be a girl, you know, playing with herself. Yeah, I mean, great. God bless you, too. Very flattered. Again, either way, male or female, very flattered that you are possibly masturbating to my voice. I should get another oh, another gig, actually. I should do voiceovers for companies. If you're hearing this, if you know somebody, give me some voiceovers. Oh, so you just you just pulled up your pants and... Yeah, yeah, we and then she went her own way. I mean, that that was that moment. It was October of 2020 when I knew I was like, I need to change my life. This is I was that whole trip. I was like, man, if I died, I didn't care. I I cared because I wouldn't want to upset my parents. But I was like, I feel like I've done everything. I've had three ways. 
done kinky shit, fucking ridden dirt bikes all over the country, mountain biked all over the country, just gotten fucked up and had fun going to Vegas, doing all these fun things. And all of a sudden it was like, everything was just over for me. It was like, what, what's the point? You're just going to do this till you're 40 and do this next 10 years of your life. You know, what's crazy is I want to say that most men reach a point like that, but I'm really starting to think a lot of men do not reach a point to where they think that, where they're just like, man, they have to come to Jesus moment where they're like, fuck, I'm this old. And like, I've been not really doing anything well for society or myself. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've noticed that quite a bit. There's a lot of people like not play, video, playing video games isn't the worst thing. But if it's all you do and you're not doing anything else and you make just enough money to pay your rent and you're playing video games the rest of the time, you got to have that come to Jesus moment where like, hey, what the fuck am I doing? I have to create some type of purpose out there because there is no purpose if you're doing that but i mean i it's not just i mean that's worth saying from the men's perspective from the female's perspective same thing i mean you know i would actually argue women are definitely outperforming men now more women i know in my personal life out earn the men i know and these are all women in their 30s they have high levels of education they're Mm -hmm. attorneys they're execs and companies and they're obviously going on online dates they're not having kids they're not getting married and it's fine i mean again do do whatever you want they're traveling the world they're able to buy nice cars nice Mm -hmm. things nice places you know what's a theme though what i've noticed is that all these men who aren't really doing anything they're very lonely right they're not just alone they're very lonely Mm -hmm. but in the same respect i think women are just as lonely later on in life oh, too because because the men aren't doing anything and they're very lonely most most men in today's society are lonely and the women are taking advantage of that building their careers which good on you 100 percent great on you but i would say women are very lonely too later on in life after they've done all of this stuff that they previously couldn't have done mm. but now they're doing it i think when they hit like 40 years old they're very lonely because they're like oh man i didn't settle down i didn't find anything i didn't create that purpose for me to care for something else other because it was other your career myself. and stuff but then you get your career and you realize oh man i'm doing this but now the thing that i put ahead of everything else i have it but what else is there and that's where i think women become lonely woman if i am wrong please tell me i'd love to hear that actually what causes most of your loneliness because my mom I'll, I'll make my mom an example here you know, t- single mother, two kids. Her whole purpose was was us, for sure, 100%. And then now that my brother and I are both out of the house, she still works godly amounts of hours as if she's still providing for somebody when she's not anymore. And she has two of my childhood dogs still. She got another dog, and now she has my brother's dog at the house. And she has two cats and the only reason my mom is doing this is because she needs to take care of something. That gives her more purpose. It's taking care of those other things because her whole life was taking care of her kids. And now she no longer has her kids to take care of. And so this makes her feel a lot less lonely. She won't admit it, <laughs> but I know it. Yeah, and that's but see, that's the thing. She had the kids. I mean, mm-hmm. most people aren't having kids now. I think they've shown more women are turning 30 without kids than with kids in developed countries. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's real. That's a real statistic of people are no longer procreating. You know, again, if you look around, I mean, there's still families with kids. It's not like people, like everyone is doing this, but 
from the people in my personal life, it's again, more people are single without kids or married without kids mm-hmm. than with kids. You know, it's a very interesting take because, you know, for our grandparents' generation, they didn't have a choice. I mean, there was, you know, limited birth control. Like you, you got married and you had kids. I was, there weren't options. People have endless options now where they want to live, who they want to be, what they want to do. Again, fine, but again, yeah. the endless choice creates a lot of mental instability for mm-hmm. sure for people. I think what I'm saying for my mom for that <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that she had the purpose. And now the thing that all these women are doing now, as far as like traveling and stuff, my mom should be doing now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know I, agree, I, mean? I agree with that. I That's agree what she that, should yeah, be yeah. doing now instead of sitting she there. She climbed the mountain. Exactly. Yep. So now she has her time to go off and relax. You created your purpose. Go off and into the sunset and chill and relax for the rest of your life. Like, yeah, you got still got to work because we're not all making that much money out there right now. But for the women, they're doing the exact opposite. These days, I think they're all doing the traveling and having this good life, but they get to a point where it's too late for them to really settle down and have a family if that's really what they wanted to do. It's 40 years old. That's high risk pregnancy. And they start thinking, hey, maybe I can't do this now because I don't want the odds of not making it out of this pregnancy. We're all getting older. but hey, damn right. <laughs> we're all getting older, but again, you're in the present moment now. So with the, the whole point of doing this podcast is what can you do? Again, take care of yourself physically. Um, you know, limit the alcohol, exercise, eat healthy, do the things to, you know, put the odds in your favor. And then maybe your life will just turn out a little bit better. And, you know, I can say my hand, mine has, obviously we all know, probably have a child did the paternity test today. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that works. I really wish we had a video camera for that. Like honestly, (laughs) I think that would have been hilarious to hear you go up in there and just document that. (laughs) That'd have been perfect cinema, perfect cinema. Sent me a picture of the fucking poster on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my life is uh, one big entertainment. I mean, it's one big lesson for people. And my body's torn apart. Had a kid I didn't know about. You can run through life and think you're smarter than everyone else and just trust in yourself and think you're, you know, you're your own God, essentially. And it's like, well, that creates problems for people. It's interesting to see somebody who grew up with a lot of stability (laughs) and didn't grow up with very many problems Mm -hmm. at all. And then... In one week, you immediately turn into a minority. <laughs> like um, immediately you turn to the dark side. <laughs> Everything that I grew up seeing <laughs> is what you're going through later in life. And this is stuff that you probably didn't really see too much growing up. Oh, Or you didn't have to deal with directly. Yeah, I didn't have to deal with directly. Yeah. You know, money kind of does insulate you from yeah. things. But, you know, I think for me, it's I, I wanted to run away from that so bad, the stability. Mm-hmm. That it's like I wanted instability. It's like fuck stability. And I saw my parents' relationship and my friends' parents and you know nice cars and nice homes and this bizarre behavior. And I was like, fuck this. Like this is ridiculous. And I was like, I'm gonna live my own life and mm-hmm. live balls to the wall because again, there is no meaning to it. And it's like, no, you eventually wake up and there's fucking meaning to it. And you're just whether you create it or not, you will struggle. That's one thing in one life. Oh yeah. You cannot outdrink it. You cannot outrun it. You cannot outfun it. It is literally life is hard. I've trained trust fund kids and I've worked with people that have literally been on work release for dealing drugs. You know, I mean, it's like I've dealt with everyone of everyone, every walk of life. You cannot escape it. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Life is going to come at you whether you like it or not. Might be a little later in (laughs) life that it comes at you for other people, Mm. but that motherfucker is coming. 
and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So and, you might as well start today. Yeah. And it will really show you a true strength of who you are if you cannot get through that shit. If you've never been, I think you're doing a pretty good job for someone who's never really been through anything, man. I think you're, you're holding together pretty well. I yeah, think a lot I mean, of people would fucking crumble the week that you've had, you know, find out you had a kid and all the other shit. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I think. Yeah, dad has cancer, find out I have a kid, you mm-hmm. know, body shredded apart. You know, there's yeah. not, if I was still drinking and not giving a shit, it would be hard to withstand like the batterment of this. My dad finding out he had cancer, finding out I had a kid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's just for me. Now I think everyone is different, you know, but I was using alcohol as a way to escape for sure. It was just fun. And, uh, but I, I know when you don't have, you know, a deeper sense of purpose and you're just seeking fun, you get rocked by shit mm-hmm. like this. And when you have more stability, you know, for me, it's less no drinking personally, um, taking care of myself, being mindful, not hooking up, you know, trying to learn, trying to do other activities that aren't dopamine driven, especially with technology, you know, porn hooking up is probably my big things and, and alcohol. You really get, you're like, oh shit, like have a kid, like fucking let's be a dad. Let's fucking be a man. And I want to teach this kid so he doesn't fall in the same technology pitfalls that, Mm -hmm. you know, I fell into. You know, I don't, I don't want him watching porn. And if he does watch it, I want him to be able to talk about it with me. And that's something my parents never did. Um, All of it. Like, hey, yo, this is what I got to experience. This is how your brain works. This is where you're going to feel. And it's okay. It's safe. But doesn't mean you have to act on it. Doesn't mean you have to not care. Like you... I'm going to raise him. And what all my parents wanted is to even have a stronger version. You know, they just wanted to give me opportunities and create a a nice young man. And they have for sure. You know, I'm very odd, and you know, but I am very kind. I try to be as honest as I can and be as kind as I can to people around me. But, you know, they, they missed elements of it that I know I can even improve on for my kids so that he can go into this tech world and and face it with more resilience than I have. Mm -hmm. I'd be curious what the listeners are dealing with out there. What are what are your ways of coping with things? If you have an unhealthy way of coping with something, like Eric was saying, porn, sex, alcohol, mine was porn. What is the way you deal with coping in escaping a certain thing? And what is it that you're going through if you feel comfortable sharing that? You know, Twitter is at more neck. <laughs> Go ahead and DM me if you want or at me and just respond to it and tell me what uh what it is that you're doing that is negatively impacting your life in trying to escape what you're going through because we're all going through some shit and what i've done is actively catch myself going to pornhub and then looking at it and realizing okay this is not going to do anything for me <laughs> today and i immediately close it down damn for you man yeah not a lot of men can Bricked say they can up do and that all. <laughs> not a lot of men can say they can do that <laughs> close it down and it's not easy but it's because i've had the conscious thought mm. and it all started a couple months ago from trying to think that way and it didn't always work that's how i struggle but now it works six seven times out of ten which is <laughs> that's good that's good man a whole good, lot yeah. better than what yeah. it used to be because yeah. once Pornhub used to go up that was it <laughs> bet your bottom i'm nutting you can bet yeah. your bottom the XXX episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's definitely hitting Exotica. Uh, well, it's real life. I mean, this yeah. is this is what 
this is what the shit people aren't talking about. My parents never talked about it. And I think to actually my detriment, it's like cats out of the bag. Like fucking your kid has an iPhone. He's seen some shit. All right. Oh yeah. So we're just trying to help y'all out. I mean, again, it takes a lot of mindfulness just to be like, ah, this is a drug. It's just a drug. You got to be able to be like, okay, what, how you consume it and everything else, just like alcohol is on the individual. I'm not here to tell you how much is healthy or anything else. It's just like, you got to be able to bring it up, not be ashamed by it and recognize when it's a problem and when to step away. Cause again, it's, it's different. Obviously for men, it's porn hooking up for the men that can pull it off for women. It's the affirmation. You know, I know women will not name names that are getting tons of affirmation online and that is their dopamine that they're binging on as well. And that's not helpful at all. I mean, that's going to make me as a man not want to date because I know essentially they're just the female version of me instead of them actually going out and fucking all the time. Even though I think women are having a lot of sex right now. It's more of the attention and just male validation that they're getting via the internet. And it's like, I'm not going to play that game. I mean, I'll tell you right now, ladies, like I'm open to dating. I'm not completely closed off from it, but it would be hard for me, you know, not because of who I am, but because of all of the stimulus everyone is being kind of hammered by. I mean, it makes me nervous. It does. It's like, can I be faithful? Do I trust her? Is she just getting all, I mean, again, if she's an attractive girl, is she just going to get so many DMs? You know, I wouldn't consider myself like an insecure person, but it would make me insecure to just be like, well, fuck me. Like, I know how the internet works. I know how men think. Like, I'm not too worried about being replaced. It's just more of like this. It's like, why am I giving up my sexual strategy as a male, which is to have sex with lots of women? But then you don't have to essentially, you know, give up your sexual strategy of getting tons of attention and trying to find the highest quality man. I mean, that's what it is. You're just sorting through attention. Not a lot of pros, especially for guys. You know, I mean, men are leaving, especially smart men, they're leaving the dating market in droves. Oh, absolutely. So. Absolutely. I have definitely put in dating on the back burner. That's yeah. for sure. I haven't even had a thought of dating anybody. <laughs> There's not one woman I've seen <laughs> since I've been separated with my ex that I even thought about well, dating. That shit is just so, it's just so much. And then you got to put so much trust in somebody. Do you feel like you're, it's like a hopeless feat, a hopeless endeavor? No, I have hope. I think there's going to be somebody out there that's going to reach the peace that I need, really, because now I know exactly more what I want. Whereas before I thought I did, I really had no idea what the fuck I wanted. I just wanted someone who was attractive, <laughs> really. But now I know much much more of what i actually want and there's de there's definitely gonna be somebody out there but i'm not like searching for it that's good it's man. one of those things that's got to kind of just happen that's good and i think if more people have that attitude men and women it will happen more mm -hmm. because we'll limit our choice so if i do it i'm not out blowing backs out girls mm -hmm. aren't getting tons of attention you're not out there blowing backs out girls aren't getting it i mean again it, it's the cycle and yeah. if people can kind of pull themselves out of it you know, maybe there is hope, but again, it's going to take a lot of willpower because that AI, everyone is <laughs> way, trust me. It's not like I don't think about downloading Tinder. I know I could fucking download that shit and fuck someone this week, but I'm not going to. Yeah. See, I haven't even, I haven't even really thought about fucking anybody 
And that's because we have different life experiences with that. True, true. <laughs> you know. But I think You're I think not, for me, not like I'm not in a relationship anymore. Mm-hmm. And like I'm so focused on getting to where I need to be. Like In life. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's smart, though. Exactly really what smart. I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I have Bumble and Hinge and all that just because I think if I'm swiping through there, what's the chance of meeting somebody? It's pretty low, but there's a chance of connecting and meeting somebody. And I'm trying to get somebody off of Bumble <laughs> and Hinge to come on here and speak about their experiences, too. Somebody I've never met before. That's kind of the goal. That even in my Bumble profile, I have, you know, hit me up on t- Twitter <laughs> if you want to come on here. Yeah, but there's an opportunity of meeting somebody on there. Like, I'm open to it, but I'm hmm. not looking for it. That's good. I mean, I've got another buddy that said that same thing. Yeah, he's been going on a fuck ton of dates. You know, good looking guy. Um, very fit, uh, intelligent. Um, so he, he can he can get dates, but he's looking to date seriously. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's a, it's a nightmare. I mean, it sounds like he's been on four different dates with like three different women the last week or two and it's like the endless choice and then like one of them got mad that he's like oh i'm going out with another girl like tomorrow night and even though you know that there's a bajillion men in her dms Mm -hmm. or fucking whatever the fuck you call it on an online the only one yeah there it's on hinge and it's like well you realize that this man is you know he's six two very good looking very intelligent and it's like (laughs) yeah other women are going to swipe right on him too. And, you know, that she got so offended by that. I thought that was actually kind of funny that it's like, you know, that she's just upset because it was probably the best guy she had met up with, Mm. you know, best looking and, you know, tall, handsome, charismatic and all those things, you know, where it's like, she's discounted thousands of men on hinge. Yeah, it is what it is. Again, the challenge is go out and meet people in person, motherfuckers. It's all right. That's not nice to say, but no, seriously, go out. No, we have to. See, see, see what's in your real life. Yeah. And again, if you're a man, get out of your house. Fucking be, get out of your house, but be a fucking house. man. Look a girl in the eyes. Ask her out. Don't just, yeah. Or just spark up a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, you yeah, don't, yeah. if, you don't have to, I think, yeah. I think the thing is with most men is like, they have the fear of asking somebody out because of the rejection. I think they're just scared to go say hi because of the rejection. I, I think there is a lot, but <laughs> if they get out of their head, like, if you go up and talk to a woman, you don't have to ask her out. Mm-hmm. Just have a conversation with her. She's a human. It's going to make you feel a whole lot better. More confident. More confident because you're going to realize, oh, hey, I can just have a conversation with a woman. It's not a big deal. And then you'll start feeling like, okay, okay, okay. Just getting to that point. Maybe I should ask her out now. Fine. No? Cool. Keep being what you are. But if it's yes, hey, there's a door right there that's opened up that probably hasn't opened up for you before. We just start a conversation with them. I don't think you need to stress out about fucking asking them out. That's what's going to kill your fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, how do I ask them out? How do I ask them out? No, fuck that. Hey, how you doing? How's your day been? If you want to do all the small talk bullshit, which I don't do, do it. Confidence will go through the fucking roof. <laughs> Promise. Yeah, no, I mean, that was uh, basically stemmed. Uh, it was a good conversation, you know, especially from my last night uh, escapades. But again, I turned something that I would deem as negative into something that is positive. And that's, I would say, the theme of this episode, at least, is see if there's something in your life that's negative you can turn positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, send that in the uh, Twitter as well, at more Nick. Just want you guys to be more uh, involved. That's it. Get with us. Till next time. This has been Less Tech, More Nick. With Eric. And Big D. Less Tech, More Nick. Mm-hmm.
y'all hear what I say? Let's take Monek for your mother and your brother. We gon' hear from Eric and Devontae. It's strange times and these are strange days, and it's strange people living strange ways. So expect, let's take Monek. <laughs> 